We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Deus. At Nick Deus 10 is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum is where you can find everything for the show. Next week, we are launching the website. The website is going to be sort of a hub where you can find everything for VM, whether it's the YouTube channel, the Twitters, the social medias, the TikToks. Follow us on TikTok. Shout out to my guy, Alex Harden. He's on there, Mr. Alex Harden, holding us down. Social media content creator slash manager he's crushing it out there shout out to him give him a follow uh yeah man the website it's been it's been in the works for a couple of months now i wanted it to be right when it's first launched but it's just going to be a database and uh one main source where you can find everything for vm and also there's going to be a shopify account which i'm super excited for people are asking me for merch we no longer work with the loyalists so that's why there's no website for you to find merch but the merch is going to be done sort of how a bunch of people have gotten merch in the past, sort of just like DM or tweet or whatever it might be getting in contact with me. This time, there's, you know, there's going to be a Shopify account. And if you're familiar with Shopify, just makes it a lot cleaner, a lot cooler, makes it more official, too. But there's some new drops coming out over the next couple of weeks, some summer stuff. So you'll be able to get hats, tank tops, shirts, the whole nine. Not so much crew necks now because it's not the weather for that, but... Yeah, man, uh, a lot of that was done because of the members of the Patreon, which I have here in front of me. So I want to rattle off the members of the Patreon as a salute and a uh, tribute. And one of the things that you get are the monthly shout outs if you are in the certain tiers. Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Devin Rendon, Mike Wozniak, Jordan Riley. Thank you all for your contributions to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. I just put out a post right now on the Patreon I've gotten maybe half of you who are members of the Patreon to get in contact with me. Give me an address. Give me a name. Give me a size. Going to be sending out merch to all the members of the Patreon. Over the last couple of months, um, just haven't been able to fulfill the perks and the incentives that you sign up for for the Patreon. 
due to many circumstances, it's a lot to run the show on my own on top of everything else that I got going on. And, you know, everything that I do, I take very seriously, but I do focus a lot of my time to a lot of things. This one mainly being the biggest thing that I put all my time and energy into. But with that said, it's also a lot to also do the extra stuff and trying to work with people's schedules and getting schedules aligned. That could be very difficult too. I, one of the reasons why we're doing a solo pod for VM today is because someone had to reschedule uh, for the third time, which I'll get into as we close out the show. But mainly the Patreon uh, as a way to give back because all I ever wanted was to be able to create content full time and I could do that now. So shout out to the members of the Patreon, all the listeners of the show, Blue Wire, the whole nine. I want to give back with the Patreon, and one of the things that I think would be really cool is to give out free merch to all the members of the Patreon. Obviously, depending on the tier that you're in, you're going to get something more expensive. You might get a hat. You might get a shirt. You might get a crew neck. You might get two things. Who knows? But over the last couple of months, I haven't been able to fulfill a lot of the things that you sign up for, and I hope this is a way that you guys can understand it and that you can... Take this as a, you know what, he's not just playing us out. He's giving us back something. And I think it'd be cool. There's a lot of cool merch that's going to go out. So please, all of May, I'm gathering the information. Get in touch with me. Hit us up on the Patreon, on the Discord. However you can get access to me or to the account. There are some people that manage the accounts. They'll get back to me. I want to give back some of the the money that the patreon has gotten over the last couple of months by giving out free merch and we're gonna ship it to you all of june but i want all of may for it to be something that uh i can give back to you guys we don't take you for granted there are some things uh after the summer with the football season more schedules are finalized and detailed it's a lot more structured you know, now with the with the warm weather, people are canceling on guest spots because they want to go outside. So you have that dynamic, too. So hopefully come the football season, it'll be a, a, a really different show that I'm super excited for. You guys have no idea what's going to go down, but it's uh, it's the next evolution for VM. It'll be seven years that we're doing VM. And, you know, every year I like to add some new shit to the show. So. With all that being said, that was just a thank you to all the members of the Patreon and to everyone that listens. You know, it's not just the members of the Patreon, but, it's, it's, you know, these members of the Patreon, they give out money to the show. Um, and it goes a lot into building, you know, what you see here, the new mics, the, the stands, the lighting, all that. And it's just a way to give back. So I appreciate everyone. And yeah, you know. We're doing a solo pod. It's not something that I look forward to doing. I love having guests on. I love talking to a lot of people. And, you know, one thing that happens when you create content is, you know, one of the main things that I learned early on, and it was from a mistake that I made, was never never say you're going to have someone on your show until you actually have them on your show and you've recorded. Then blast it away, post that shit everywhere. But for the most part, if you are in content creating and you are running a podcast or you do interviews of some kind, I think saying that you're going to have a certain name on your show and then it don't happen, it kind of leaves egg on your face. You guys don't know the guests that I was going to have on. I was pretty excited to have them on. They've rescheduled two different times. And, you know, I'm, I'm someone that I'm very blunt and I'm very just like, you know, I have a, I have a business to run. I have a show to run. And I don't like these doing these pods on my own. They they could be very um, 
you know, you could kind of get lost in the shuffle unless you have a structure, which I have a structure here in front of me that I'm going to discuss. But I just think that, you know, to, to run a show and to run a successful podcast, it needs to be organized. It needs to be conducted in a certain way. And when some people don't fulfill that, it just sucks. So that's why you're getting a, a, a solo pod here on this end. And enough about that rant. Let's dive into what I have on the menu. And I want to start by having this interesting uh, debate that I was having in my group chat. And I also put this out on Twitter, too. And I got a little bit of feedback. And I think it's a very polarizing conversation. And it has to do with the Celtics and Heat game three. Now, the Celtics end up losing that game at home. They were a six and a half point favorite in Boston. And I feel like watching that game watching it closely, Miami jumps out to a 25-point lead. And then in the second half, they don't have Jimmy Butler. Tyler Hero can't hit a shot for his life. Oladipo ends up playing 20 minutes in the entire game. All 20 minutes he plays in the second half. And the thing that's so polarizing about that is I feel as if The Celtics, when they cut that game to one, it was 94-93. They come roaring back. There's about two or three minutes left in the game. And Tatum had just went out grabbing his shoulder. That looked bad. He's on the floor uh, wincing in pain. And Jalen Brown has a career night, right? Like, I mean, in the playoffs, I don't remember him scoring 40 before, but he was balling out. He was able to do whatever he wanted. Though Oladipo did pickpocket him a couple of times, which we'll get to in a little bit. But I think the dilemma that um, I'm asking what you guys think and what I think the dilemma was for the Celtics is this idea when you have a superstar, you have your best player, you have Jason Tatum. And in game three, he was playing poorly. A lot of that had to do with P.J. Tucker. We get that. Dude's a dog, especially in the playoffs. He's the kind of guy that... You know, he's never going to be on your fantasy team. You're ne- never going to be excited to have him on your team until it's this time of the year. It's April, it's May, it's June. And we've seen it time and time again. This guy's just a playoff dog. Like, he don't give a fuck where he got to go play, who he got to guard. That's just his style. That's his MO. And he held Tatum to 3 of 14 shooting. And where I'm going with this is the Celtics come roaring back, mostly not because of Tatum. And then they put Tatum back in with about two minutes left. And then the Heat jump out to a six, seven point lead again. And, you know, they end up closing the game. But the, the, the Tatum dilemma is a dilemma that a lot of teams face in all sports. What do you do when your main guy don't have it that night and you're getting blown out? And then your team comes roaring back. You're down one. Do you put your main guy back out there? Do you put your best player out there? Or how I feel I would handle things is I'm going with the guys that got me that comeback back. Remember the Rockets a couple years ago? That game against the Clippers, they're down like 25, 30 points in the second half, and they come roaring back, and it's like Corey Brewer and and Josh Smith, and Harden was on the bench for that. Add that to the Harden dilemma come playoff time. They didn't put... Harden back in that game he wasn't a part of that big comeback and they went down with the ship with the guys that helped get that comeback so to me I feel like the Celtics lost that game when they put Tatum back out there and look Tatum has been outstanding he's been fantastic all these playoffs he's clearly their best player we're not saying that dude's gonna get a supermax 
forever for as long as he's in Boston. That's not the conversation here. My question is, what do you do when your superstar don't have it that night and the other guys have it that night and you come back? I feel like when they put Tatum back in that game, that's what lost them the momentum. That's what lost them that game after coming back down 25 in the fourth quarter. The place was going crazy. I really thought Boston was going to win that game when they came roaring back. They ended up not winning that game. It would have been an epic collapse for the Heat. Now it's a it's a great win for Miami because you factor in no Jimmy Butler, your best player in the second half. Bam goes absolutely nuclear in that game. Oladipo contributes. P.J. Tucker contributes. Max from three hit some dagger threes against the Celtics too. So it was a pretty polarizing conversation in the group chats and on social media. I I don't know. I wouldn't have put I wouldn't have put Tatum back in that game because it was Jalen Brown, it was Horford, it was all those other guys that helped get the comeback back. Just ride it out with them. They have the hot hand. Feed the hot hand. Go down with those guys as opposed to putting Tatum back and it kind of you know stunts the momentum that series has been fascinating um seems like every game you have a new winner in that series like just mentally looking at it and i know i'm recording this prior to to game four tonight in boston which i fully expected i expected it being 2-2 going back to miami for game five however we got there is how we got there and i think that's how it's going to play out if you hear this you know, soon enough, there's no Tyler Hero. I think the Celtics cover tonight. It's, uh, it's called a zigzag theory, which is whenever a team gets blown, you know, covers the spread in one game, take the other team in the next game, and then things seem to level out. Um, has like a 68% trend in, in NBA playoff history, so that's something to monitor. I like the Celtics now. They're seven-point favorites because there's no Tyler Hero. And I think that they're going to defend home court. Boston's a really hard place to play in. And I think those guys are going to bounce back. And look, Miami also forced, I think, 18 turnovers. That's something you can't count on. Jalen Brown wasn't able to handle the ball, it seemed like, so many times. We were talking about Oladipo before. But I just think it's a fascinating matchup. I think it's going to go seven. So if it goes seven, I think tonight needs to go to Boston. Because then it's hard for you to have to beat the Heat three straight times to win that series. But the series has been fascinating, man. You know, you saw you saw the the power that Marcus Smart has over the Celtic players in a good way. And then you see Kyle Lowry, too, of Miami, how different Miami looked with Kyle Lowry in the lineup. So to me, I think it, it goes back to Miami 2-2. I think Boston wins game four. And I'm going to be fascinated to see how the rest of this series plays out. How healthy is Jimmy Butler going to be? What's good with Tyler Hero? How's Tatum's shoulder? Tatum versus Tucker is going to be fascinating once again. But I think it's going to be 2-2 going back to Boston. Excuse me, going back to Miami for Game 5. As far as the Western Conference goes, are we that surprised? Not really. I was someone who said the Mavericks maybe get one game. It was Luka. Versus the Warriors was how this series was painted out. And that's kind of how it's been, right? You got a nice performance from Spencer Dinwiddie at home in game three. He dropped 26 off the bench. Brunson gave them 20. Baluka had 40. Reggie Bullock 0 for 10. 
from the field, 0 for, for 7 from 3, played 40 minutes. Um, the Warriors are just clicking. They've been clicking for a while now. The The Jordan Poole stuff has been fascinating. Clay played pretty well yesterday, but the biggest revelation has been Andrew Wiggins, a guy who's had a you know roller coaster as I'm doing that motion now if you're watching this on YouTube kind of career. He's played amazing. And what he's been able to do to Luca, just the versatility. And look, Luca had 40, right? But Luca's getting it against anyone. Uh, Luca's giving it to everyone. But Wiggins had that dunk too. And the versatility. Wiggins has just found a home in Golden State. And that goes back to a conversation we always have on on veterans minimum. Is it is it the player or is it the system? In this case, I think it's both. I think Golden State allows a lot of guys to slide into a role that can help make them blossom into better players. Like Wiggins has been a, around for a minute, but once he found that role in Golden State where he don't need to be the number one, number two, or honestly, the number three guy. Now with Poole, he's not the number four guy. He's elevated himself to being the two guy right now in this series behind Curry uh, from a, you know who matters the most standpoint for the Warriors right now. It's probably Curry, Wiggins, and Draymond. Maybe Draymond and Wiggins flip-flop. I, I wouldn't disagree with you, whatever order you have it, but I think that's the top three right there. And recency bias, we could be saying Wiggins because of what he's doing in this matchup with Luka and the Mavericks. But I think it's Wiggins is finding a role on a team that's not asking him to do a lot, and it goes a long way. Now the expectations are different. You're not the number one pick. You're not the the guy who that's supposed to save your franchise with Carl Anthony Towns. You're a guy now who, like, anything they get out of you is a bonus, and we saw him be an all-star this year. And I think Wiggins, you know, he, he don't do it for me. He don't do it for a lot of people, but he he does what he needs to for the Warriors. They don't need him to go out there and get 30. If he could get them 15, that's that's a bonus, right? That's a great thing. But I think Wiggins has showed exactly who he could be in the NBA based on how well he's played so far in the playoffs, but in particular in this series too. And and for goal, uh, for for Dallas, I mean, you need to find more more consistency outside of Luka. Um, you know, you saw that you saw that game one when Luka didn't have it and they got blown out. And then in game two, he had it and they came. You know, it was a single digit lead for for the Warriors with the Mavericks having a chance to win game two. It's you need to find something else for Luka because a consistent you know 25 points a game score Dinwiddie we saw him do it in game seven and we saw him do it in game three outside of that it's like can you rely on that Brunson's going to be a free agent too and the Brunson numbers I know I was at a bar watching that game over the weekend and they were all saying like yo future Nick future Nick and it's like ah damn giving him 30 million is going to be a hard pill to swallow but then on the flip side if you're his agent you know he averages like six points more a game without Luca. How much of that usage is drawn away from him because of Luca? The answer is a lot. So I think that series is over. Maybe a gentleman's sweep at worst, but I just think the Warriors are going to want to get rested, rest Clay a little bit, rest Curry a little bit, Draymond a little bit. These are guys who have been in and out the lineup all year. So I think they close it out in four. And the way it's looking in in the East, that's probably going to be a a seven-game series. If not a minimum, I think a six-game series. So you're looking at Golden State. They play again on Tuesday. They close it out there. They probably have a whole week off. So if you're Golden State, you want to take care of business against Dallas 
and just move on, get your guys healthier a little bit, and then, you know, you're in the finals once again, and Curry, like, in the finals again, which is wild. And, you know, some people had a conversation about his, his legacy. Is his legacy improved if he wins a finals MVP? Because he's never won a finals MVP in the three championships that he's won with the Warriors. But it's like, yo, what more do you want his legacy to be? Dude literally changed the game of basketball. He's one of the four most influential players in NBA history. And he's changed what the 2010s and 20s NBA is and just moving forward. The three ball, it rules. That's why you see a lot of games in the playoffs be blowouts in one way or another because you just look at the box score and you're like, oh, shit, they hit 23s. The other team hit 12. All right, that's why they lost by 20. It's very simple. If your three ball is hitting... That's your path to victory. You can't always have it that consistent, and it's always easy for us to sit here and say, like, oh, yo, just do what the Warriors did. But can you? Can you find the two best shooters of all time? Arguably, yeah, no shit. That's why it's working for Golden State because they got Clay and Curry. If they had two jobbers, you wouldn't be saying for them to shoot 53s a game. But you have those guys shooting it, and that's why the numbers are high, and that's why they changed the course of basketball over the last decade and then just moving forward. You saw Houston try to do it. You see a lot of teams try to do it. Houston was the one that comes to mind because that was the only team that, you know, really pushed those Warrior teams to game sixes and game sevens. Because you had those nights where, like, Eric Gordon was seven of nine from three. And you're like, what the fuck's happening, Eric Gordon? But that's that's just what the NBA is now. You know, you look at Milwaukee and Boston in that game seven. It's like Boston hit, I think, well, Grant Williams hit seven threes in that game. And, Milwaukee was like four of 33 from three. So, yeah, no shit. That's why they got blown out by double digits. That's what happens. That's the NBA now. If you're having a bad night shooting from three, it's clipped. Try again next time or next year. All right. I I hit up the Discord, the VM Discord, for a couple of questions for you guys to help put the show together. So, shout out to everyone that contributed. They had some funny and cool talking points on here. And, uh... Got some from social media as well, but I'm going to always prioritize the Discord, one of the perks of being a member of the Patreon. Uh, Endzone222 asked, thoughts on the whole Mbappe transfer situation with PSG and Real Madrid? Okay, so for those of you that might not know, you probably, even if you're a casual fan of soccer, Mbappe, Kylian Mbappe is a name that you probably have heard or know of. If you play FIFA, it's the number one sports. I think it's the number one video game in the world um, as far as like that you have to actually purchase, right? Like Fortnite is free. Warzone is free. And then, you know, you buy like your Snoop Dogg skins or you buy some like crazy World Cup skin for Fortnite or whatever it might be. But for the most part, like FIFA, you got to pay for it. And he was the cover boy on FIFA. And he's just a name. He's one of the best players in the world. Fun fact some of the OGs will remember this. We did a 25 under 25 show back in like 2018 when uh, the whole gang for VM was there. And we ranked like, it's on the Patreon, so you guys can go check it out. But obviously it's a little outdated. But, you know, some of the names that we we touched on were like Luca and Giannis at the time. And Mbappe was my number one overall pick for guys under the age of 25. At the time, I think he was 19, just won a World Cup which was wild, uh, goes to PSG, which is a premier team in the world uh, from a you know p- power standpoint, powerhouse standpoint. 
and they got Neymar. They've been to a Champions League final, though they lost to Bayern Munich. Like this is a team who's like a contender year in year out, and they got a lot of big names on it. And you know the the mecca, probably the prime team to play on in the world, is you know probably Real Madrid, Barcelona, and then like like Man- uh, Manchester team. Either United, though they suck right now. It's still like yo Manchester United, like the aura of it. And then you have your Manchester City now. Now, Mbappe has been rumored to go to Real Madrid since before he went to PSG. And it turns out that, like, Mbappe signed this fucking wild, ridiculous deal where they're going to be paying him a shitload of money. Um, They're going to pay him, like, $100 million a year. He has a $200 million signing bonus. He has power and personnel decisions. He has... Gets like 300,000 euros a week, which is probably equivalent to like $400,000 a week. Um, Mbappe is like the best, probably the best player. He's he's like a top five player in the world. But like there's not a guy that I would pick over him to, you know, start a franchise with. And he's just such a powerhouse name. He's won the World Cup of France, like I mentioned before. But uh, this new deal is going to earn them an extra 50 million net euros in each of the next three years, as well as a $100 million euro fee, signing bonus fee. Um, It's just out of control. Like, he's 23 years old. Um, Real Madrid apparently offered the same thing. But then PSG said, yo, you can have decisions in player personnel and... It's it's a lot. And it, it's a good question to ask. Like, how much power should you give a player, a star player, your best player? We've seen it in the NBA where, like, LeBron James has a say on all personnel decisions, GM, head coach decisions. Uh, Le GM has been, you know, LeBron's nickname. Uh, LeBron, the GM, the head coach, the whole nine. It's a fascinating discussion to have. Like, how much power do you give your star athletes? Do you give them too much power? And then... You know, the inmates are running the asylum, as that old expression goes. Do you, Pat Mahomes, right? Half a billion dollars. You don't think Pat Mahomes has a say in what happens in Kansas City? You don't think they went up to him and they were like, yo, hey, man, we might let go of Tyreek. What do you think? I'm sure they did. Um, One of the dilemmas that Aaron Rodgers had all those years was that he wasn't in the meetings and getting texts like, hey, man, we're about to do this from the front office. And he felt a little excluded. But it all it's it's a fascinating conversation to have. Like how much power do you give your star athletes? And Mbappe is just another example of that. How much power do you give your star athletes? Because dude's gonna have coaching, personnel decisions, lineup decisions, and maybe he's really good friends with off the top of my head. Say we'll say he's not good friends with Neymar. Like him and Neymar have a beef. Like, yo, bro, you ran up the bill in Mykonos or some shit. And now he owes Neymar owes Mbappe money, and now Mbappe takes that and makes it personal. And now, now he don't want Neymar in the lineup because they got a beef on the side or whatever it might be. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot of power given to a player, and it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. It's a, I think he's there until twenty twenty five, if I remember correctly, the visual of him holding up the jersey. But it's a, it's a lot of power given to a player. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out.
another question we got comes from Bernsey. Why do you think it is that nobody, what, why do you think it is that nobody wants to put respect on the Bears' name with how they're handling this all season? Bernsey, uh, be better, man, with how you type this out. Um, he's also a Bears fan. Is it because they're not spending heavily on a veteran or not splashing cash on big names? No, I just think it's, you know, you look at that division, right? You can make the case that Green Bay got worse. I think Minnesota got better. Detroit definitely got better because they couldn't get worse. Chicago just didn't do the right things for Justin Fields. Like, you look at what the Jets did. You look at what the Jaguars did. Now, say what you want about the contracts that the Jaguars gave out. I think it's the approach that we're discussing right now. And it makes sense, right? Like, you go out there and you try to not even revamp because they never really had one. But you try to help your young quarterback and give him some weapons. You give him some offensive line help. You look at what the Jets did. You spent a first-round pick last year on an offensive lineman. This year, you get a first-round pick on a wide receiver who a lot of people are high on in Garrett Wilson. You get a running back in the second round in Hall. And you look at what Chicago did, and it's like, well, they lost Allen Robinson, who they kind of lost him last year anyway because dude was dropped by all fantasy leagues after week six, if that. So with Justin Fields, he's going to be a victim of circumstance and the position that he was put in being on Chicago. So that's why, Bernsey, I feel like, a lot of people are not high on Chicago. It's because they just they just haven't done right by their quarterback, franchise quarterback, or at least let's see if he could be a franchise quarterback. Don't forget, you traded up to get Justin Fields. You lost that first-round pick, which went to the Giants, which ended up being Neal in the draft, who hopefully, please, is a franchise tackle for the Giants. So there's a lot of pressure on Chicago, and I think that, you know, the uncertainty with the with the coaching change. I think it's one of the reasons why people are not not high on them. Um, all right, this one was funny. This comes from Ravens fan nineteen ninety three. What's your take on putting ketchup on your eggs? This was a heated debate with my girlfriend that we had this morning. All right. Ravens fan. Thoughts on ketchup on eggs? As someone who is a unbelievable i mean mount rushmore breakfast maker um at my dad's job in the city we probably go through an entire 64 ounce bottle of ketchup with eggs ketchup on eggs it's not my go-to i'm more of a hot sauce guy i love me some hot sauce but we go through like three bottles of ketchup a week People are not idiots putting ketchup on eggs. It's an acquired taste is the best way that I could describe it. You know, I've seen some wild ass orders. You know, one time a guy ordered a bacon, egg and cheese cinnamon roll. I made the bacon, egg and cheese. Then I gave him a cinnamon roll. He leaves. He comes back. He goes, hey, man, this is the wrong order. I was like, no, you said you wanted a bacon, egg and cheese and a cinnamon roll. He goes, no, I want the bacon, egg and cheese in the cinnamon roll. Honey bun coffee roll that big ass donut and i'm like oh okay that seems like a heart attack as long as you don't come back suing us it's all good i'll give it to you and i did i've never tried it but that seems like three thousand calories and a high sugar rush 
a lot of people be putting weird shit on their food. Ketchup on eggs. I'm more of a hot sauce guy, but if you put ketchup on my eggs, I'll eat it still. It's not the end of the world to me. So I hope that helps answer that question that you had, Ravens fan. Uh, And last but not least, someone asked about the EPL chaos over the weekend. So one of the coolest things about soccer that is different from all the other sports. I mean, there's many cool things, right? Number one, the game is 90 minutes. So the most part, if you want to go out after a soccer game, you could tell someone like, hey, man, look, the game starts at 12, 2 o'clock. Let's meet up because the game will be over by then. Obviously, if you go into major international tournaments like a World Cup, you might have extra time. You might have penalty kicks. But even so, that's another hour extended. Number two, it's such a long season that there's no like playoff or format. It's like in the EPL in particular, there are 20 teams in it. And each team plays each other home and away. That's how you get your 38 fixtures or 38 matchups. And then there's like three points for a win. A tie is one point. You get goal differential, plus or minus. And what happened yesterday was Liverpool and Man City, it came down to the last couple of minutes. Because Manchester City needed a win in order for them to capture the title. A draw was no good for them. A loss was definitely no good for them. Both teams were at home. Liverpool took care of business 3-1, though they were trailing early. And they had to come back in like the you know 75th, 80th minute is when they scored their goals. And they ended up winning that game 3-1. But Manchester City, on the other hand, they're down 1-0. Second half starts, they're down 2-0. And what about this shit for a Hollywood ending if it would have went down? The guy who scored the second goal for Aston Villa, Coutinho, a Brazilian international who once played for Liverpool, he scores the second goal. The coach for Aston Villa was is Steven Gerrard, who's probably the most iconic player Liverpool has ever had. He never won a champions a championship with Liverpool in the EPL. How crazy would it have been if two former Liverpool guys helped win a Liverpool English Premier League? Manchester City scores three goals in six minutes. They end up winning the game 3-2. They go on to win the English Premier League. And this is a league that started back in like the middle of August. And now we're at the end of May. You're talking about August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. You're talking about a 10-month season. On top of Champions League, on top of FA Cups, the 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 Charlton Cup or whatever other fucking Coca-Cola Cup, whatever other cup they have. These seasons in soccer, it's so wild. That's why Leicester City winning it. I just scratched myself in the nose. That's why Leicester City winning it a couple of years ago is like the greatest upset in sports history. You'll never see that again. There were 5,000 to one odds. There are better odds that... You know, Bigfoot is still alive or, or is a thing. And like Kim Kardashian will be the president in 20, 2016. That had shorter odds. That was like 2000 to one. <laughs> Leicester City winning it was fucking outrageous. So, and it came down to the wire. Now, Manchester City wins the Premier League. Liverpool got to turn that bitch around because on Saturday, they're playing Real Madrid in the Champions League finals. And that's going to be a fucking bar fight, right? Real Madrid and Liverpool, they played a couple of years ago. Mo Salah, their best player, ends up leaving with injury like 30 minutes into the game. And then Liverpool ends up winning the Champions League the year after. Real Madrid hasn't won a Champions League since then. 
and this is massive this is going to be a bar fight i can't wait i'm excited going to do some full detailed champions league stuff later on this week but liverpool has a chance to still win the champions league something that manchester city has never done and they spend money like it's nobody's business they just signed holland from dortmund the same team that christian Pulisic came from and he's you know it's like him and mbappe as the best young stars you would want to have on your team so it's going to be interesting to see how things go down i appreciate you guys holding me down with this episode it was a little discouraging but i liked some of the talking points and some of the questions as you guys sent in and we will catch you guys later on this week This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.